Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. I'm a bit late again this week because I've spent all weekend uh, redoing my IELTS uh, academic writing course. I first made this course about two years ago and because I was still learning, I was using an old laptop and uh, old PowerPoint slides and I've learned so much since then that I thought I'm going to make it even better. The content, of course, is very high quality, but now I've got better microphone, better video system, better Google slide systems, uh, subtitles, captions, um, dual cameras, things like that. So I just thought it was time for me to redo the videos that I'd done two years ago so that they look fresh and interesting. Um, the reason I'm doing this is I'm going to launch a writing challenge starting in November. So that's on November the, not the 1st, we'll start on the Monday, November the 4th. Um, and now that I've said it, I'm going to do it. I was waiting and waiting until it was perfect. Oh, it's better done than perfect. So now I've announced that I am going to do a writing challenge course starting on Monday. I think that must be the 4th of November. It will be a 28-day course. It will cover academic um, task one and task two. Um, I'll do general training in December when I've gone and perfected that course. Um, it will be, like the vocabulary course, a three months access. So you do have to pay because you're getting all my best high quality materials. You're getting a face group, Facebook group, me to help you, daily task, daily motivation, daily lives. Um, and then you can still use it for the next three months. So if you're interested in that, watch out for details I'll be sending you uh, via email or on social media. So let's get on with the show. Today we're talking about the truth about the environment. It's a passage three and I thought it was very topical given the climate change protesters we're seeing in the news and the whole topic, the scary prospect of climate change and global warming is in the news a lot and this text tells you actually we shouldn't worry. Now <laughs> I must say I think it's very out of date this actual text. Well I don't know I'm not a scientist what do I know um, but it seems to be saying don't worry everything will be fine um, but What's really good about it is the vocabulary and, of course, the strategies you use. Um, there are three different question types. They will never change. So I'm going to use it um, for many different reasons. So let's start. Um, it's a passage three. Um, the first set of questions is yes, no, not given. And there are six. So remember our strategies, um, try to read the questions quickly to think about what is your gut feeling? Do you think it's yes, no or not given? And we'll use that 
for the first question and then go through some other strategies for the rest. So the first paragraph starts with the vocabulary I talked about that's good for task two. It says, for many environmentalists, the world seems to be getting worse. They have developed a hit list of our main fears, a hit list, you know, the worst things. And this is good to memorise. Natural resources are running out. The population is ever growing, leaving less and less to eat. Species are becoming extinct in vast numbers. And the planet's air and water are becoming ever more polluted. I like that expression, ever. The population is ever growing, meaning it's constantly growing. And uh, water and air are becoming ever more polluted. Nice. Okay, so question 27 says, environmentalists take a pessimistic view of the world for a number of reasons. What would you say? Well, yes, of course they do. But you need evidence. In that paragraph, it says environmentalists have developed a hit list of our main fears. And then they give the number of reasons. So 27, of course, is yes. Now, the next strategy is to look for capital letters and numbers. So question 28 says data on the Earth's natural resources has only been collected since 1972. So you look in the next paragraph for 1972 and it says uh, the book The Limits to Growth was published in 1972 by a group of scientists. That's it. A book was published in 1972. So if you turn that statement into a question, um, since when has data been collected? We need the date when they started collecting data. Is that in the text? No, there's no date, only the date of when the book was published. So the answer is not given. Question 29. The number of starving people in the world has increased in recent years. Well, this is tricky, isn't it? Would you say yes or no? Hard to guess. So you've got to go to the text and look for the word or synonym for starving people. And it says more food is now produced per head of the world's population than at any time in history. Fewer people are starving. Fewer people are starving. The statement says the number of starving people has increased. So you've got the exact opposite of increased with the comparison fewer. So 29, the answer is no. So, so far we've got one yes, one not given and one no. Equal numbers so far. 30. Extinct species are being replaced by new species. Have a guess, I guess. You could guess that. What would you guess? 
um, look for species. It says species are becoming extinct, but only 0.7% of them are expected to disappear in the next 50 years. That's all it says about species in that part where you need to be. So there's no mention of replacement, so 30 is not given. Question 31. Some pollution problems have been correctly linked to industrialization. Great word, industrialization. Some problems, pollution problems, have been linked to industrialization. What would you guess? Well, of course you would guess yes. So let's find the evidence. Um, so what does it say? It says most forms of environmental pollution either appear to have been exaggerated or are transient, associated with the early phases of industrialization. So that's it, yes, correctly linked to industrialization. 31 then is yes. And finally, 32, you've had yes, not given no, not given yes. You might expect a no. And it says it would be best to attempt to slow down economic growth. Now, that's an interesting one, that we should slow down economic growth. You would expect that to be yes. But what does it say? Best cured, not by restricting economic growth, but by accelerating it. That's interesting, isn't it? Best cured not by restricting economic growth, but by accelerating it. That's the exact opposite of the statement. It says we should not slow down, we should accelerate it. Accelerate means, of course, going faster. So that is it. Quite simple, really, for a passage three academic. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's move on. Questions 33 to 37 are multiple choice. 33 says, what aspect of scientific research does the writer express concern about in paragraph four? So you go to paragraph four. And you're looking for something the writer is worried about. You have a choice A, the need to produce results. B, the lack of financial support. C, the selection of areas to research. D, the desire to solve every research problem. So he says one, um, one of the factors... Let's see. Opinion polls suggest many people nurture the belief that environmental standards are declining. Four factors seem to cause this disjunction between perception and reality. So there are four things which mean our perception is wrong. And so paragraph four says one of these factors is built into scientific research. Scientific funding goes mainly to areas with many problems. That may be a wise pro policy, 
but it will also create an impression that many more potential problems exist than is the case. Oh my God, that's difficult. I'm trying to look at the question and the reading at the same time because the answer is C, the selection of areas to research. That's what he's worried about. It's the selection of areas. Um, hmm, interesting. Scientific funding goes mainly to areas with many problems. Yes, he doesn't think that's a good idea because um, it creates the impression that there are more problems than you re than than is true. So yes, okay. The selection of areas is the answer. Question thirty four. The writer quotes from the Worldwide Fund for Nature to illustrate how. So you've already got quote, which means you're looking for something in inverted commas. You're looking for a quote. It will be easy to find. And Worldwide Fund for Nature, capital letters, is also easy to find in paragraph five. So why does he quote A, to show how influential mass media can be, B, to show how effective environmental groups can be, C, to show that the mass media can help groups raise funds, and D, to show that environmental groups can exaggerate their claims. That's a good word, exaggerate, make their claims worse than they, the truth. So why does he quote? What does he say? He says, environmental groups need to be noticed by the mass media. They also need to keep the money rolling in. Understandably, perhaps, they sometimes overstate their arguments. In 1997, for example, the World Wide Fund for Nature issued a press release entitled Two-Thirds of the World's Forest, Forests Lost Forever. The truth turns out to be nearer 20%. So here you can see how um, they quoted two thirds, um, but the truth was 20%. So they exaggerated their claims and the exaggerate synonym is in the text. Understandably, perhaps they sometimes overstate, overstate synonym for exaggerate their claims. And that is the answer then. 35. What is the writer's main point about lobby groups in paragraph six? So lobby groups, L-O-B-B-Y in paragraph six. So lobby groups are people who lobby the government to kind of protest. Um, A, some are more active than others. B, some are more organised than others. C, some receive more criticism than others. 
and D, some support more important issues than others. So they're all comparisons, more active, better organised, get more criticism or support more important issues. He says, though these groups are run overwhelmingly by selfless folk, selfless people, good, well-meaning, they nevertheless share many of the characteristics of other lobby groups. This would matter less if people applied the same degree of scepticism to environmental lobbying as they do to lobby other groups in other fields. Hmm. So he's saying that people do not apply the same degree of scepticism. Scepticism, questioning, possibly criticising them. A trade organisation arguing for, say, weaker pollution controls is instantly seen as self-interested. Yeah, so if a company argues for weaker pollution controls, then the company is criticised. Yet a green organisation opposing such a weakening is seen as altruistic, altruistic meaning again well-meaning, even if an impartial view of the controls in question might suggest that they are doing more harm than good. So that is the answer. They Some receive more criticism than others because he's saying that one group gets a lot of um what's the word skepticism um that they're instantly criticized the trade organization for example they will be instantly criticized but environmental lobby groups are immediately considered to be good or well-meaning or altruistic okay 36. The writer suggests that newspapers print items that are intended to. So, the writer suggesting now that newspapers print items that are intended to A. Educate readers. B. Meet readers' expectations. C. Encourage feedback from readers. Or D, mislead readers. Now, always with multiple choice, you can discount two. So, obviously, they wouldn't want newspapers to mislead readers. Um, so, you can discount that. Let's have a look at what he says. A third source of confusion is the attitude of the media. People are clearly more curious about bad news than good. Newspapers and broadcasters are there to provide what the public wants. That, however, can lead to significant distortions of perception. An example was America's encounter with El Nino in 1997 and 1998. This climatic phenomenon was accused of wrecking tourism, causing allergies, 
melting the ski slopes and causing 22 deaths. However, according to an article in the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, the damage it did was estimated at $4 billion, but the benefits amounted to some $19 billion. These came from higher winter temperatures, which saved an estimated 850 lives, reducing heating costs and diminished spring floods caused by meltwaters. So, the writer suggests that newspapers print items that are intended to... What, what, what are they intended to? Well, it says newspapers and broadcasters are there to provide what the public wants. That's it. They want to meet their readers' expectations. Okay, so actually the thing about El Nino didn't help very much. But it was good vocabulary. Okay, 37. What does the writer say about America's waste problem? So this goes in perfect order. There's this fourth factor about the waste problem. Paragraph about that. What does he say? A. It will increase in line with population growth. B. It is not as important as we have been led to believe. It has been reduced through public awareness of the issues. Or D, it is only significant in certain areas of the country. So what does he think? A, it will increase. B, it's not as important as we thought. C, it has gone down. And D, it's only in certain parts of the country. So, he says the fourth factor is individual perception. People worry that the endless rise in the amount of stuff everyone throws away will cause the world to run out of places to dispose of waste. Yet, even if America's trash output continues to rise as it has done in the past, and even if the American population doubles by 2,000 or 2,100, all the rubbish America produces through the entire 21st century will still take up only one twelve thousandth of the area of the entire United States. So the answer 37 is B. It is not as important as we have been led to believe. Okay, the final part is uh, gap fill with the answers given to you. Um, so you can choose from uh, about eight, nine answers. The gap fill summary has a title simply global warming and there are just three gaps and I'm going to show you a simple trick for you to guess the answers really without even reading the text. So 
the first gap, he says, the writer admits that global warming is a something challenge. Well, you need an adjective, but because it starts with a, or because the article is a, not an, then you know that you can cross off certain words. So the choice is a, unrealistic, it, it's not possible because a has to go before a consonant. consonant. B, agreed, again, not possible. C, expensive, not possible. Um, then there's F, which is usual, not possible. And I, which is urgent, not possible. So that only leaves you with three choices. Right, long-term and personal. Well, you don't need to read the text to get that answer. You can't say global warming is a right challenge or a personal challenge, but the answer is long-term challenge. That's it. But says that it will not have a catastrophic impact on our future if we deal with it in the something way. The something way. Now, I always talk about collocation. There's only one word which fits here because of the. You should do something in the m way. Do you know what it is? Well, it's in the right way or the correct way. The right way. So that answer you can choose from the box without looking back at the text at all. Then he says, finally, if we try to reduce the levels of greenhouse gases, he believes it would only have a minimal impact on rising temperatures. He feels it would be better to spend money on the more something health problem, more something health problem of providing the world's population with clean drinking water. So think about, he wants to spend money on, on a health problem, which is more important, and that is giving people clean drinking water. So what kind of health problem is it? Here, here are the choices again, unrealistic, no, agreed, no, expensive, maybe, right, no, long term, we've already used it, usual, no, surprising, no, it's not surprising, personal, no, urgent is the answer. That makes perfect sense. There's a more urgent problem. And again, that's nice vocabulary, isn't it? To, to say we should spend more on the more urgent problem. You could use that in task two. And in the text, what it says is um, the cost of reducing carbon dioxide emissions will be higher than the cost of solving the world's single, comma, most pressing health problem. Single, comma, most pressing health problem. And that's a good vocabulary to use. The world's single, most pressing health problem, providing universal access to clean drinking water and sanitation. 
such measures would avoid two million deaths every year and prevent half a billion people from becoming seriously ill. So that is the more urgent health problem. Okay, so I'm sure if you Google IELTS reading, the truth about the environment, you'll find it somewhere. I don't put these on my website so much now just because of copyright, really. Um, But I'm sure you can find it. But just by listening to the podcast, you're doing a lot to help yourself um, get ready for the IELTS test. But of course, if you want more, then there's always my Members Academy. And as I mentioned earlier, I am planning to do a writing challenge in November. Some of you might already have done my vocabulary challenge. Um, you, You told me how useful you thought that was and well put together and comprehensive and very good value for money. And the writing will be exactly the same, I promise. So keep an eye out for that. I've made a promise now, so I've got to get ready. I've got to get all the tech ready and I promise it will be ready uh, before uh, next Monday. So if you're listening later on, this will still be set up. You don't have to join exactly on the day that everybody else is doing it. You can join any time and work through at your own pace. So do let me know if you've got any questions about that. Thank you very much for listening today. See you next week. Bye for now. Bye bye.